So, uh, I was wondering if I can get the ox. The ox me. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pass the Ox live stream podcast. Jacob. Hello. My guest, Jacob Pickett, with me today. You've seen him with me countless things. We do the shut-ins podcast, the shut-ins live show. Mm-hmm. We work together constantly. I was on so, a Pass the Ox. Yeah, you've like, been on Pass the Ox. This last will probably semester? Be, semester yeah. before? No, oh, last year. It was last semester. Yeah. Because we only got like five episodes in before we had to cut uh, yeah. it short. Yeah. But yeah. So today we are going to rate that album. Yeah. Insert clapping sound effects. We don't have a tech guy yet, but like we'll have someone to MC it soon. Thank this you. Is, this is me clapping. Golf clap. Bravo. I like that. Yeah. That sound actually works. Sweet. <laughs> So today, we're going to review, rate, and just kind of talk about Baby Keem's newest album, The Melodic Blue. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go track by track, talk about what we liked, didn't like, etc. And then at the end of it all, we're going to rate the whole album. See, I individually rated each song, but that doesn't matter. Right. I just did it because I like doing that for fun. Unless you wanted to do that and then average it out, and that's the album. That's a lot of work, though. That is. That's math. So much math. I'm not good at math. (laughs) I do not care for that. I know a lot about music, but not a lot about math. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Same here. Yeah. So let's get into it. So the Melodic Blue, Baby Keem's second studio album, starts off with the intro, Trademark USA. Mm Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Um, I said it goes hard, <laughs> and it's a good opener. Like it's, it's like, a great opener. While the album is, and we'll get into it, like kind of song, like song to song, it kind of like it has a lot of tone shifts, and mm-hmm. that'll probably be something I mention a lot over yeah. the course of it. But for an opener to an album, uh, this was a fantastic choice. Yeah, a fantastic way to open it. I said it has a lot of multiple good beat switches too, throughout it, because you don't. I guess it's like at first thought, you think on oh, opener to an album's either like the longest or like something that's not that long yeah something quick yeah something like an intro but this is kind of one of the longer ones on the album yeah because like as it kept going on because like this is the second time i listened to it yeah it's like a four and a half minute album or not album a four and a half minute song right something something like that Mm -hmm. um but yeah i've said that it was a phenomenal intro beat switch and typical baby keem style yeah you cannot listen to a baby keem album without hearing at least one beat switch Right, exactly. And, and I dig that a lot. Yeah, and like we we learned that last time we I had you review his first album. Right, exactly. I totally forgot that that's the two episodes I've been on has yeah. both been Baby Keem related. <laughs> that's funny. Oh yeah, but so overall, like that's Trademark USA is one of my favorite songs on the whole album mm-hmm. because he starts off like you can tell he's just very vulnerable at the beginning, but then he you know in typical fashion switches it goes harder. And gets a little bit more goofy and, like, more yeah. fun with it. Not even goofy, just more fun and laid back with the lyrics. But uh, then it goes into the second song, which is Pink Panties. Yeah, we talked about this when the album came out. <sighs> it's uh, This is, I'll just go ahead and say, this is the only song I don't care for on this album. The first time I listened to it, there were a couple songs I was kind of, like, not crazy about. Yeah. But upon my second listen, which was earlier today before doing mm-hmm. this show, I realized that i had more appreciation for songs that i didn't care for the first go around Mm -hmm. uh, except this one this is still the only (laughs) one where i'm like i was like my my first note was uh subtlety is at an all-time low (laughs) there is no innuendo it is all blatant in this song i think it's okay like so i don't think it's a bad song by any means it's just it's easily my probably my least favorite on the whole album yes and that's mainly just because of like 
I like on here. I put Keem spazzes as it always, but the hook is a little weird and scary. Yeah, my thing was uh, I said the beat and flow is good, and the verses aren't that bad, but the chorus is not like good. what is that? And I it's don't, not even a feature. Yeah, it's there's not, no way that's him too. I think it is. I think it is him just doing another weird voice. I don't know how he not, makes that voice. Thing, I don't either. Yeah, it's his not, voice is like. It's not high pitch, but it's definitely not that deep. Exactly. Yeah, I think Unless, it's just him doing some some weird stuff. But you know, it's, yeah, the, the chorus it just takes me like because I, I listen to it and as soon as it starts, I'm like, oh brother, like this is, this is <laughs> oh brother. I was like, this is ridiculous. And then it gets to the verse, I'm like, this is pretty good. And then it goes yeah. back to the chorus, and I'm over it again. And yeah, it goes like, to the second verse, I'm like, oh, I'm into it again. And then it ends with the chorus again. I'm just like, I just no. It's the most bipolar I've ever been listening to a song. Right. Because like like you said, like the hook is just so forth. weird, and you're just like, oh, this is gross. Yeah. But then you hear the okay, all right, babe, and I'm yeah. just like, oh, and you're back into it. Yeah. It's super weird. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I think we have a pretty similar opinion on this. Yeah. So the next song is Scapegoats. Mm-hmm. And let me just tell you, 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. That, this song is just perfection, in my opinion. The lyricism is just off the charts for him being a primarily trap artist. Mm-hmm. And it's not even, like, trap music, but, like, it's hard to label this guy because he's very True. lyrical, but he's not, like... Lyrical miracle, like you know, like he's not making like boom bap stuff, and so it's kind of hard to label him. So he like mainly gets like the trap effect, is like usually the category he gets put in. But this song just specifically so good. Yeah, I said that uh, it was simple but still really good and more mellow compared to the last two songs. Yeah, and that kind of it kind of goes back and forth between that a lot in this album. I did. I did put a line that I like. He says, "I open Fetty Wap." I'm like, "That's, that's yeah. fantastic." I, yeah. I like that a lot, and it's a good lead-in to the next song as well. It really is. I, I really uh, like when albums are able to do that. Like not in, like when when like a song ends and it connects and flows right into the next one. That's cool, and I like that a lot. But this didn't really fully do that. But still, it's, it just like leads in very well. Right. It's a good like the end of it, and then the start of the new one happening right after. Each, like right next to each other is it works it connects perfectly. it doesn't really blend but it connects very yes, well exactly and uh so that brings us to track number four range brothers yeah dude. and let me tell you the only yeah. thing i wrote <laughs> on this look the, camera on, for this one. the only thing i wrote on this pad was top of the moan and top of the moan and top of the moan <laughs> i the first thing i put was oh yeah that was the first <laughs> the first note i put as soon as the first note came in uh and i put i, put, I need more of keem and kendrick together Cause like this is this this album has the first two songs where they like fully work together and yeah. I need more of it. Cause three like, songs. Oh yeah, three. Yeah. Um, but I'm obviously that'll I assume they'll be happening more and I'm sure you feel the yeah. same way. Well, I mean Kendrick's the owner of his label. Exactly, but like they weren't. And they're related. Yeah, exactly. Like him them not being like featured featured together until now. I I wish it was happening sooner. Because yeah. These are because every song they've done directly together, like one is there featuring the other. Is fantastic. It's very good. Yeah. My thing is, is like, I really like commend Keem though on like his not wanting to be just immediately associated with Kendrick. Right. That was and a so, good idea. Like that's what his like main thing has been until he blew up. Mm-hmm. But now that, and he didn't tell anyone that he was related to him right. until after his first album came out. And so like, that's crazy. But um, I really like now that people know it's... You know, people are just like, whatever, cool. Yeah. You're related yeah. to him. We know you're good now. Exactly. So we're not gonna worry about it. And I put, and uh, I put the beat is rad. Kendrick comes in hard, yes. and he only comes in for like a couple lines, and then yes. goes back to Baby Keem. But still, like he just like made his presence known with yeah. it. And then when it kicks in to 
Of course, the best part of the song that everyone knows. Yeah, top of the uh, moment. Top, top I, I put in all caps, top of the moment on, <laughs> on my notes here. I, uh, uh, and then, of course, Kendrick ad-libs are amazing. Yes. Uh, I th- he is baby keen. Yeah. <laughs> just, why does he talk like that? Like, it's funny if it's like, he's just like, it's, I mean, this and then later on, which I'll get to those ad-libs later. Yeah. It's, um, it's like, it's, it's not bad, but it's it just, is funny. It's him trying new voices, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, like, if you're looking at the whole, like, goat debate as right. who's the greatest right now, he, Kendrick's doing something different. Like, he really is. Yeah. And, like, you know, we can get we can get into those type of talks any day, but, like, that's just the main, like, one of the main arguments right now is, like, Kendrick is doing different things. Yes. Like, he's trying new voices. And, and I'm all about, I mean, you know the type of rap I yeah. predominantly like. It's it's weird stuff. Yeah. You like the good stuff, though. It, like, yeah. it's weird but good, which, you know, everyone who knows me knows I don't listen to normal stuff. So. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but, um, yes, and I love Kendrick's verse in this song because it actually is kind of like a, one of his lines is actually, like, I don't know how to ex- explain it, but it kind of connects to a song later down the track list. Right. Yeah, and I love that too because it's kind of, I don't know, for as crazy as this record is compared to the last one, it's still very personal and deep to him. Yeah. And I love that. Absolutely. You know, I'd rather him have a good time but still keep doing these deep cuts. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, which, you know, goes into the next track, Two Issues. And yeah, I, I put... This song is sad. It like the really more, is. Because I, I, I kind of got that the first time I listened to it. But again, that was like a couple weeks ago after it came out. And when I was listening to it again today, I was like, this song is really sad. I put, what a tone shift. Because like, there were a couple like before this. Yeah. But this was the first real, like, yeah. completely the opposite of what came before it. Which I love it. And I think the song is awesome, has great meaning. And uh, I like how he talks about his mother mm-hmm. and her drinking problem. And all that stuff and how it's not even, like, necessarily supposed to be looking at her in a negative way, even though he talks about all this, these things she did. Yeah. But um, I just felt like the instrumental, it kind of just stays the same the whole time. Mm-hmm. And which... Like, I almost said something about, like, the beat, but I was like, it's not even really a beat yeah. either. It's almost like metronome that they just threw some effects on, mm-hmm. and he's just kind of there. But, like, at the same time, it's not bad by any means. I think right. it's a really good song. It's just I feel like it's lacking a little bit because, you know, any there's other artists where a beat like that would work. But mm-hmm. I feel like with Baby Keem, at least change it. Right. It's, like, uh, yeah, at least I said, switch it up. Yeah, I said it was really – it's still really nice, though. And, and I don't usually like sad rap like this where yeah. it is just, like, straight up – like, so some people, they have, like, sad lyrics or whatever, but the beat's still, like – Like something like, like – every Future album. Yeah. Well, yeah, like that or, like, something like – Exo Tour Life with Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah. Like, the words are sad, but you're still, the beat's still, like, you're heavy. Still you're like, yeah, let's go. Like, yeah. like, it doesn't matter. But, like, something like this where it's, like, just straight up, like, melancholy the whole time. I usually don't care for rap songs that are kind of like that, at least these days. Yeah. Uh, because I know my brother plays a lot of Sometimes stuff. Sometimes they hit a little too close to home. <laughs> either that or I'm just, like, it's just, like, so blatantly sad. I'm like, I don't even want to listen to this. Like, it's not even yeah. that it's making me sad. I'm just, like, I'm over it, you know. But this is good. I, I like know exactly this. what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that leads us into Gorgeous. And my goodness, dude, I love this song. Yeah. It is so Kanye-inspired, but it's still, like, 
Baby Keen. Is this the one with the Kanye sample? No. I forget which one has That's that. later down. Yeah, okay. Um, no, this one's just, like, inspired. Because, like, I don't know if you could tell, but, like, he is very new to auto-tune. Yes. And you can tell on this album. And so, yes. like, some of the, like, literally some of, like, the ad-libs and stuff he does is, like, him just playing with auto-tune. Mm-hmm. Well, I said, I, I made a note about that. I said actual good use of auto-tune. Because yeah. it wasn't just, like him clearly like singing or something and it just going like like the whole time yeah up and down like it's used a lot of like the time. he was doing it on purpose like he was sp- yeah like it just spacing sounded... out the enunciation of words exactly and it just sounded more like it was synthesized not even like auto-tune like yeah. I, I was almost afraid to refer to it as auto-tune because i couldn't yeah because in my head i was like i don't know if i would even call it that because usually you have auto-tune it's like it just sounds like a robot talking mm-hmm. but this just it just sounded like his voice was electronic like it's a weird subtle difference but but that's that's the way I could think to describe it, and I yeah. I dug that. It was catchy. The flow and beat are good. Yes. But yeah, those are the main notes I had about that's it. That's exactly what like, I wrote. Mm-hmm. I wrote Kanye influence, yet still Keem doing what he always does best: energy. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking about the auto tune, like the way he spreads out the gorgeous. Gore, gore, yeah. Like you could tell, like he's trying to do it in like an artistic way, because there's nothing wrong with auto tune. It's just used poorly. Yeah, auto tune gets. I mean, because I used to be with the people years ago where I'm just like, all autotune is bad. People who use it are just people that don't, that can't actually sing. But in actuality, it's just that it got a bad rap because a lot of people did use it for that. So that became the association with it. I know, right? He really was just trying to do something different. Well, what's funny is that people were still saying that, but then when T-Pain would come on, everybody would be okay with it because it was genuinely good, but nobody ever specified that. They were just like, auto-tune bad, but T-Pain's cool, though. I think the funniest part is they gave T-Pain so much crap, and then Kanye dropped 808s and Heartbreak, which is... Like the first full rap album that's all auto tune mm-hmm. and eight oh eight basses instead of like traditional basses. Right. And everyone's just like, All right, auto tune's cool. And right. Then here we are now. <laughs> but like, whatever, dude. It's all um, that ma- all that matters that we got here. Yeah. Uh next up is South Africa. Mm-hmm. I love this song. The, yeah, I, I know you do, because <laughs> we we've hung out multiple times, that song usually plays at some point. And it's one of the like two or three songs. That have been somewhat stuck in my head since I first heard the album. It's so good. It's so good. Like, I just love the cancel me, I cancel you. We won't wake, we won't make up. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, I put love the bass, also catchy, but then I also put also not subtle. It's at not least towards at all. the end. Yeah, especially towards the end. He's just they're just like, all right, there's no innuendo here. We or are the straight talking about it. You make money, I do too. Let's fall in love. Yeah, that too. <laughs> That's not subtle at all. Yeah, it's it's not, but it's also not as like straight up vulgar like oh, yeah. a lot of other things. That, are. that is one thing. He stepped it up on his uh, p word game in this. Album. Yes, he did. Oh, good lord. But <laughs> I feel like he's one of the. It's almost like listening to ODB because you're like, if you want to hear someone yeah. do some vulgar stuff. At least oh make my it God. interesting. I didn't even think about that. That's why. That's why I like Baby Keem. He gives me. He gives ODB vibes with He's, songs like that. Yeah, modern no ODB. Wonder. I because I, I love ODB. It's because so like, that makes all the sense of the world. I never thought about that. There's so many rappers that like get vulgar, but mm-hmm. like they're not interesting when they do it. They're just yeah. saying it. Yeah, they're but just saying like, it. Or these yeah, dudes are making it fun. Yeah, they're just like they're not just saying it to say it like other people do. They're yeah. they're it. Makes sense in the context of what they're saying, even if it is ridiculous or just like just, not subtle at all. Yeah, just straight up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, yeah, I, I love that song so much. Mm-hmm. So happy. Um, and then we have Lost Souls. And yes. so I texted you earlier today, 
and I told you we're just going to include the Brent Fias version in this. Yeah. Because it's literally the same thing. It's not even like a remix remix. It just says Lost Souls featuring Brent. Yeah. Which, that's what the first thing I wrote was, Brent? <laughs> in all caps. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a pair of people. I, I, I don't think I put that in my notes, but that was what I thought. I was like, the more I thought about it, I was like, this is an interesting pair of people to yeah. work together. And it works. It did. So, it sounds bad, but the original version, I wasn't the biggest fan of. Yeah, I that was one I didn't... Because, like, I feel I, like I he like almost gives it. too much energy to this smooth of a song. Mm-hmm. And so if you take out one of his verses and replace with Brent, it kind of mellows it out a little bit more, as right. it should. And so that's what I wrote. I, like, the song itself is cool. It's kind of... It's more of a vibe than, like, an experience, like certain songs are. Yeah. And then I put, like, Brent is Brent, and mm-hmm. he always, like... I just love the way people talk about Brent Fias. It's like they're always like, he's so toxic, but like, no, he's just, he's just Brent. Mm-hmm. Like, when he's like, if you ain't nasty, don't at me. And like, he's just very nonchalant. Yeah. And like, his whole thing is like, his last album was called F the World. Like, right. come on. You can't get mad at him yeah. for having some lines right. like, that are self empowering. Right. Yeah. I, like, I originally just put like another mellow song that was really just kind of the gist of it. But then, because I just listened to like the, as, as he said on Twitter, like the the DLC version yeah, of I of the album, funny. he said "New Baby Keem DLC for free." Yeah, so because I was like, because I had songs from the original release, but then if you go on his page on Spotify, at least the original release has been replaced by the new one with the three extra songs. So I was just like, okay, I'll just I'll just listen to that because I need to listen to the three new songs anyway because yeah. I hadn't really heard them as much. Yeah, that's um, how I did it. Well, actually, I moved the Brent version up and just put them two back to back so it's an okay. easier comparison for me that see i thought about doing that i didn't but yeah yeah it was just an easier way to compare because like i gave it a seven out of ten without brent and mm-hmm. then a nine out of ten with brent yeah just because i thought his verse was really dope yeah i i put because then when i heard the brent fias version i put still mellow even better with brent in it yeah. and good collab because like they they need to work together like yeah no i i agree completely there's so many work i wanted to get into that after we get into the review part i Keep that in mind. Yes. Uh, and then we go into Coco and another tone shift. Like, mm-hmm. wow. Like, Lost Souls is very, like, smooth. It's mellow. You know, even yeah. Keen bringing his energy just keeps that song kind of like a mellow and, like, chill, happy level. Coco is just like, ah! Yeah, exactly. Ah! And then once again, not subtle at all. Yeah, not yeah. subtle. Um my main note was uh, he he rhymed toxic with toxic at one point but it was funny so it's okay yeah because last time we talked about uh baby keem's last album or his first one technically uh or his first official like album release his debut yeah his debut one i remember because when we were doing past the ox talking about that i there were a couple times throughout the album where i was like i wasn't crazy about a song because there was pertinent points where he rhymed a word with itself yeah and i i I always hate that (laughs) in, in rap songs and any song where there's clearly a rhyming scheme or not even just, like, one rhyming scheme, but rhyming happens frequently, if not all the time. Yeah. Rhyming the same word with itself always annoys me. But in this case, it made it funny. Yeah. So I was cool with it. Uh, and also, it's super catchy. Yeah. Overall. I don't know why it's called Coco. Like, I know it, I, I know either. they reference, like, Coco Butter. but like, like, once. Like, the main theme of the song, though, is, like, he doesn't trust this girl because she's going and fooling around with his best friend. Yeah. Or his friends, plural, too. Yes. The way he describes it. But, um... I thought Don Tolliver is a really weird but awesome collab to do. Yeah, that's I agree because I don't know too much about 
Don Tolliver outside yeah. of his stuff recently, like kind of blowing up more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember, so he was on Travis Scott's Astroworld mm. on the song Can't Say. And there's literally this video, and the dude is serious. It's a video of him like listening to the album, and Can't Say comes on. And there's a part in that where right before Don comes on, where the, like everything just stops for a second. Mm-hmm. And then out of the silence, you just hear Don do the, you can't say. Yeah. And the guy's like, yo, what? Yeah. Is that Akon? Oh, my God. He does kind of sound, like sound like Akon. He does kind of sound like Akon. He sounds like Akon if I never thought Convict about... never got out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I never thought about that. But now that you said that, and I remember what song that is, that absolutely does kind of sound like Akon. Yep. But uh, I thought it was a cool add-on because, like, Don Tolliver's always a vibe because, like, mm-hmm. he can sing a whole bunch. Like, he can sing his heart out. Yeah. But then he can also do stuff like this where he can keep a vibe and he can kind of add, like, a poppy or R&B aspect to a mm-hmm. rap song. And so I really like Don for that. Yeah. And it's really cool that way. Um, yeah. So that goes into Family Ties. Yeah, part two, baby. <laughs> first thing I wrote was, jump in that. Yeah, I put, uh, you already know. That's my first, that's my first note. Um, also, th- a quick side story. I, I texted Gavin yesterday because uh, I, I was leaving the station, and I was listening to music in my headphones, and I was like, oh, man, Family Ties has been stuck in my head again. I was like, I'm not going to like choose to play it, though. I'm just going to shuffle whatever. I press shuffle, and it starts playing. Not messing around. I was thinking of this song press shuffle, and it started playing. <laughs> I stood there really creeped out for a second because I was like, my mind just got read by my phone. So that's kind of freaky because I never said that out loud. I didn't say a part of the song out loud. Nothing. Your headphones were reading your mind. I guess. It was because I, I just pressed shuffle. Like I had it set on a table, and I was about to put my stuff up and just stopped. I was yeah. Like, Ugh. Uh, but, yeah, I don't care. The song is good. It's a really good it's song. It's really good. This was Because um, this was the one – yeah, this is the one that released right before the album dropped. Yeah, once it like, – Like a week before. Not yeah. Even. I wrote this – on here like once again another awesome song classic keem beat switch kendrick verse was just gas yes and uh a couple of the lines that stuck out to me was uh don't address me unless it's with four letters yeah and i and like when i first heard that line i literally was like screaming g o a t (laughs) like i was so hyped and then obviously uh smoking on top five i put that too f your album f that single burn that hard drive yeah that's raw I'm all about that. Like, so that's tough. that's the kind of that's like the kind of lyrics I like. Where Stop it's, playing on that guy. <laughs> yeah, I also yeah I put this song yeah I put this song stuck in my head since it came out. Super banger, and the funny dance and in the country of Kendrick. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the dance. I do that all the time. I know. <laughs> Kim made a great dance in the music video for people like me, who I have rhythm, but yeah. I just don't have the energy to do like all right. the TikTok dances like. Yeah, but, but I don't know about all that. Right? Ex- yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, half of those know. aren't even dances; it's just hand movements. Yeah, whatever. Um, like, but yeah, but I like I had all my notes and had all this stuff, and then put and Kendrick hasn't even come in yet. Because <laughs> th- then I put smoking in your top five tonight. Beat switch Kendrick in hell yeah, and then just I, then I just put in quotes brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, country country Kendrick. Yeah, that this was. As a wrestling fan, this is the best uh, like set of lines they could have done. They just say "brother" over and over again. <laughs> Amazing, brother! <laughs> it's it's out of nowhere too. Like you hear it, and you're like, "What?" Yeah, because he's what like, "My gentleman is amazing, brother." Yeah, <laughs> like that happens you know, with, with ref- all the songs they're in together. That yeah. happens. It's you wonderful. know that he finished this verse doing the same dad like yelling thing. Yeah, and then he's like, "No, no, 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 no! Cut it right after. Cut it right before amazing." Yeah. Amazing, brother. <laughs> yeah. And then, but then, and then I put more good ad libs, which more I alluded good. to earlier. 
Which, yeah, Kendrick's ad-libs in this, are, he, towards at the end, are just incredibly hilarious. I just love his ad-libs in general. Oh, yes. another line that stuck out was when uh, Baby Keem says, number two hitting, number two DMing my chick, that's okay, I don't know, I don't ask why. Mm-hmm. And everyone's going crazy right now, like, what does he mean by number two? Uh-huh. Is he talking about an NBA player, an NFL player, uh-huh. number two in the rap game, in uh-huh. quotes? And everyone's like... <laughs> What? Like, losing their minds I didn't right realize now. people were going that in-depth about it. Jeez. I mean, like, if you think about it, like, what does he mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not going that crazy about it. Right. Because everything everything comes to the light. Yeah. Somehow, someway. Celebrities are not safe. Uh, yeah, they're, they're also not – they don't keep secrets a lot. Yeah, they're not very good at keeping secrets. A lot of, Specifically, a lot of if you're dating Baby Keem. Yeah. <laughs> so you are definitely going to be like, all right, number two is yeah. – drum roll, please. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Oh, man. Maybe that's what it is. Oh. Number two in the Fast and Furious series. Wow. Yeah. Don't let Vin Diesel hear you say that. He'll get mad at you like The Rock. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. He, you know he makes music. Don't make a diss track. <laughs> Wait, does so, he? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's, it's not good. I didn't think so. It's not good at all. Did not think so. I'm not going to go look. So, after Family Ties, yes. we go into Scars. Not the, and this not, is the Kanye sample. <laughs> yes, there it is. It's also, it's not the Papa Roach song. We both thought that it's was a joke. It's not the Terramon. Yeah, it's not. As, as much as I would have loved that, I, that was the first thing I thought was like, oh, he's going to cover or sample Scars. If he Rose. did, that like, would have been so If he did funny. a Baby Keem version of that song, or just took, or, or yeah, or just took it and added a different beat to it. Yeah. Maybe sped it up or slowed That's it down. That's crazy though, is because on here I wrote that Scars is basically this album's version of what my ex was on his. Hate my ex, yeah. Yeah, and. I think I thought the same thing. When and it's funny you on. put that because if he actually did like his own cover remix thing of Scars by mm-hmm. Papa Roach, it would literally it be, would that be the same song. Because yeah. my ex literally was his own version. He didn't go like full pop punk, but like or emo, it was a yeah. very guitar style. It was all guitar. It's yeah. so good. So good. Right. That is funny that I'm, we made that connection now. Oh. He, it's like this isn't the Scars cover because he already made it <laughs> last album. But yeah, he samples Love Lockdown by Kanye, and it's. A very subtle sample, or it's very subtle in the original song, but they take that one part and make the whole beat out of it. Because I remember listening to Love Lockdown after I found out it was a sample, and I was like, where? Mm-hmm. And then it hit, and I was like, oh! Yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, yeah and I, said I showed it, you. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I said it was back to mellow, and again, I, I think this was one of the mellows, because again, like I said before, the first time I listened to this, after like the day it came out, yeah, and I think maybe the day after I finished it, I don't mm-hmm. remember if I listened to it all one day. But not every song I was crazy about, and I think it was mostly the more mellow songs. Or somehow I was just kind of like, eh, and so I like didn't add them in my playlist or whatever. Uh, but yeah, like I said, er, listening to earlier today, I added every song except one yeah. to my playlist and on the second guess, go around. It was Pink Panties. Correct. I, <laughs> like like <laughs> I have like I told this like not to go back to it, but every time a verse came in, I'm like, uh, and then uh? the chorus came in, I was like, uh, uh, I, I, I liked it again. <laughs> I was like, nah, no thanks. <laughs> but overall, I really like this song, mm-hmm. like, a lot. And yes. is I actually gave it a 10 out of 10. Nice. But, um, <laughs> singing of songs you don't like very well, let's go into Do-Rag Activity. Oh, man. See, I, would, I didn't know how you felt about this. I know I made mention. I think I yeah. mentioned, like, a couple I things about it. I have respect for it. it I, I mentioned a couple things like, about it, I think, after I heard it. And I talked to you a little bit about it, but not, like, yeah. anything too in-depth. Yeah, you, you go first. Yeah, so, eh. <laughs> yeah Keem was awesome like you know he's it's his album he's doing what he's right. doing these are his instrument his type of instrumentals 
and he was good. And Travis wasn't bad, but I feel like he could have gotten a better feature. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's no disrespect to Travis Scott. It's just this wasn't, like, rage enough for Travis. Right. That's exactly or what I thought. poppy enough for him. Yeah. Because, like, he's known for making, like, ragers of rap songs or turning pop instrumentals into crazy rap songs that he can harmonize on. Yeah. And, but this, like, I get it, he was trying to rap rap, and he didn't do bad. Mm-hmm. Like, his verse isn't terrible. I like the song enough to tolerate. Yeah. It's just not the one I'm going to be going to all the time. Yeah, because, like, this was, this was also one of the songs that I remember not caring much for the first listen through, and yeah. I did not add it to my, like, playlist or anything. And, uh, but then this time around I did because like, at least towards, like, as the song went on, like it started off and I was like, oh yeah, I remember not liking this song that much yeah. or think it was kind of weak. Like when, overall. so this was one but of then the singles. The second, right. Yeah. And I hadn't heard it before then. Yeah. So this is one of the, actually, so from the original, like before he did the DLC, Do-Rag Activity and Family Ties are the only singles that made it yeah. to the album. And I liked it when the song first came out. I feel like I like it more than when it first came out, though. Because mm-hmm. before, I had completely disregarded Travis. I was like, I was excited when it dropped, listened to it, was mad at Travis's part, so nah. stopped listening to it. Right. But now, I like Travis's part because, like, he's saying some, like, bars, bars. Yeah. But still, it just feels like the energy's off. Yeah, I, like, my whole thing was, like, I liked it better the second time around. Uh, I said I feel like these two together could be so much could go so much harder. Like they both can. Yeah. On song, it was kind of like what you brought up. Like they can both go hard in their songs, and they're like partially known for that. Yeah. For a fair and it's almost songs. too mellow. That's exactly for that, yeah. These two S- song is surprisingly mellow. Was my yeah. next note. It's because like Keem himself, he can handle an instrumental like that. Yeah. Like that's kind of his bread and butter. And I mean, we'd heard it on this album already. Yeah. And so it could have stayed like that, but. He had Travis. And so yeah. I feel like if you're going to pull Travis of all people, you need to make the song significantly harder. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's the main thing. I was like, hearing those two names together, like, on paper, you're like, oh, It's yeah. exciting. Yeah, you're like, like oh, this, this song's going to be insane. Like, yeah. oh, man. But then you hear it, and you're like, I mean, it's not bad, but it was almost the opposite of what I was expecting. Exactly. It's, it's very strange. It's, yeah, like, it's not bad, but... I want something better. Yeah, I and hope I hope they collaborate. This is a good first try. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, that's uh, a fair way of putting it. So that goes into Boo Man, mm-hmm. and I want to know what you think first because I love this song. Right, I I remember if I remember correctly when I originally listened to the album, and was like adding stuff I liked to a playlist. Yeah, uh, I think this at the time, this was the last or second to last song I added. And because I remember looking at my playlist, seeing yeah. like the order they went in, which I mean, it's the third to last song, so oh, ri- yeah, I don't blame um, you for waiting. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, whatever. Like, because I don't think I added anything else after that, which is weird, because one of the songs we get to after I do really like, and I don't know what I was thinking the first time. But yeah, I said the beat sounds like trumpets. But I don't know if it actually is, but it sound, kind of sounds like it, so I'm, I'm down with it. Like the instrument? Yeah, like the instrumental. Well, I was just making sure you weren't talking about the Jason Derulo song, and I was no. about to say how. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. No. Yeah, but I like I, that too, because yeah. like, it's not trumpets, but it, it like gives off trumpet vibes. Yeah, I mean, I'm just a sucker for brass instruments in music, yeah. so like, that's... that's a, and I put simple but good, uh, and then one of my the lines that I had to write down was, my name is not Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> what a reference to throw in. I love that so much. So... 
first thing is Boo Man was referenced earlier in the album mm-hmm. when on Range Brothers when Kendrick said, uh, "Hold on, Lu- hold up, Boo Man, let me get some too." Yeah. So I hadn't noticed that till the second go around either. Yeah. So that's like Keem's alter ego. Yeah. And or you know, or like nickname his Slim Shady basically. Yeah. And so I put like that's a really good way to introduce him. Mm-hmm. It's like have Kendrick like reference you as this. So some people are like, man, has he always been called this? Right, exactly. But uh, another thing I wrote was, uh, I'm sexy and blessed. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just love that so much. Um, but yes, I love the energy. For as like, not chill, but it's not like a rager, as like smooth as the beat is, he keeps the energy perfect. Yes. And I also put, he outcardied Playboy Cardi. Word. That's what I wrote. But Word. uh He's influencing... So all you Cardi fans, don't <laughs> crucify me for this. Jeepers. I like Whole lot of Red, too. Gosh. <laughs> we just got to defend ourselves here. But then a tone switch of the century is Boo Man to First Order of Business. Yeah. like, But that not was, in a bad way. No, it's not. I think this is my favorite tone switch from the album. Yeah, I, I remember that one distinctly. Because like, my notes are simply like catchy, but mellow again. Not bad, though. Yeah. I like First Order of Business because it... It's almost like uh, it's almost like issues part two, mm-hmm. because it's like first order of business, give some money to my mama, yeah, like showing that he's doing good. And so like the first thing I wrote was like, I love his positivity of this, and I love like all the things that he's saying is like real things that happen, and it shows in the yeah. music video. He bought a house for his grandma, and he raps about it. And in the music video, they're at the house, and they're like, "What'd you do when you hit your first mill?" And he's like, "I bought a house for my grandmother," mm-hmm. and. It's almost like he's humbling, but, like, you know, he doesn't have to be. Yeah. And, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, my gosh, Baby Keem's so humble. But, like, I don't know. It's a good way to humble yourself when this whole album deals with his newly found success. Yeah. Well, his success. Yeah. His uh, commercial success. Because, like, he's been a, he's had a following, obviously. But, um, yeah. And so I like that song. Yeah. And then we go into Vent. Yeah. I don't know why I did not apparently didn't like this song the first go around because <laughs> how this, could you this, not? i know no because this is this is one of the like three songs that have been stuck in my head and i don't know i guess i must have just like forgotten to because i'm like there's no way i listened to this the first time and was like eh because it's got like the hardest opening in the whole album yeah the first thing i wrote was ah in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh i can see that from here nice. and i also wrote two phone baby king what you mean yeah. i'm here bro yeah, I, I also, I almost, I didn't mention this, because I forget which, I think it might have been this song where I would have mentioned it, but I didn't write it down, but I was like, he mentions having two phones a lot. Like, yeah. it happens like six or seven times in this Got happened. two phones, but only yeah. brought one in this thing. Yeah, exactly. I was just, I was just like, I don't know, I was like, I was like, I don't know if that's just like a theme he's keeping, or if he was just like, it works, so he just kept using it. Hey, Either way, it was I'm fine. I'm down with it. Yeah. Two phone baby Keem is more than welcome in this house. Yeah, I'm fine <laughs> with it. Because I, I, I was like, if it was if it became overused, because I think some, some albums out there, they'll be like have one thing they say or something, but yeah. it's not like an ad lib or something to use. Con- it's just like a line they use all the time. I feel like, all right, don't push it, you know? I'm still confused on how you didn't like this song in the first go around. Well, no, I think it's I It's got prob- Kendrick ad libs and a Kendrick right, hook. Right, exactly. I think and I, it's got I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I had to have just forgotten to put it in my playlist. Yeah. That had to have Had to it. have. Because there's, yeah, because I was like. Because I'm yeah, pretty oh. sure that intro, you probably, if I know you well enough. Yes. The Kendrick's hook at the very beginning would be enough for this one to be your favorite Baby Keem and Kendrick song ever. Mm-hmm. 
Cause, yeah. Well, because I, I put like hardest opening, not messing around. Some lines are kind of dumb, but it's good overall. Yeah, there's I like, like a, a two or three lines here or there that I'm kind of like, all right, chill out. But I love the references to the label mm-hmm. that Kendrick had started and Keem is a part of. Yeah. Um, it's weird because it's it's an uncredited feature, isn't it? At least in this a, one. At least yeah. on yeah. So Kendrick did this a lot for TDE members. His mm-hmm. his label he's still a part of right now, and. Uh, He's done that before. Like, uh, right. Reason has Showstop. Um, J-Rock has Win. Like, if you listen to Win by J-Rock closely, you can hear Kendrick. He's the one that does the, whoa, whoa, whoa. Gotcha. And he, like, he does it often. I think he just, when you listen to a Kendrick album, you don't get a lot of ad-libs. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like when he does it for other people, that's his way of getting ad-libs out. Yeah, that's which is great. Again, yeah, I, I'm okay I love with it. Like they're funny, but not in a bad way. They're just yeah. they're just genuinely good, but also hilarious. Because he's like showing energy that he normally does. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm perfectly fine. with it. I love it. Um, but like I love the, I forget what he says. He says something like, uh, "What you mean, there, ro- little boy? I rep PG, there, boy." Yeah. It's so hard. And All about um, it. yeah, that's a ten out of ten song. Mm-hmm. Don't get don't care who you are. Ten out of ten. Yes. No. I was gonna say the more now the more I'm looking at my like. Because you also mentioned having a top five at the end, which I yeah. kind of forgot to do before we started. Be careful, though. I'm smoking on top fives. Right. <laughs> but I, the more I'm looking at, the more I'm like, every uh, every top five is very close to the other. Yeah. Like, it was very hard. Yeah. So I might just, I'm probably just going to say, like, I mean, that kind of defeats the if purpose. If anything, it'd be easier to do a top ten. Right. Well, I was going to say, like, when <laughs> I mean, we get there, mine's probably going to be. 19 songs. At this rate, because the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm like, I might have to say this is my top five unordered, because I don't, I don't know. Yeah, if I, I can't put it one. in order. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there's so many songs I love, love. Yeah. And speaking of which, we're going to go into another one that I love so much mm-hmm. is 16, track mm-hmm. 16. Which was, yeah, originally the last song. Also titled 16. Yes. And this is what I call the outro. Um, yes. The last two songs I'm just going to go with is just bonus tracks. Which yeah, well, last three. Yeah. Yeah. But we already talked about one. Yeah. I just, I, they're bonus tracks. Yeah. I think it was just him finding an easier way to include them. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm lazy. Because, I mean, I hadn't heard those songs before, so it was a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a bad friend. I forgot to tell you when they dropped. They've no, it's out, no. I been no, out for a grip. Oh, those songs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I mean, I've followed Baby Keem since you showed yeah. me about him last semester. I just missed him. Yeah, but uh, sixteen, phenomenal. Yeah, so good. Yeah, one final tone shift. I said emotional. Yeah, I was like a mellow emotional one again. Still good. But yeah, yeah, it's like I don't know. I put on here. Feels like so beautiful. I feel like I'm driving windows down on a crisp day that's not too cold, not too hot. <laughs> this is this album's version. This so honest and my ex were like the two most vulnerable songs on the last album. Yes. And so this song is this album's honest mm-hmm. because it's there, it's vulnerable, it's so good. And I just, I still can't stop listening to it. Like, when right. I walked into the station, right before I had turned on the song I was crying about when I walked in, oh, <laughs> I was yeah. listening to this one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, overall, 10 out of 10 songs. Yes. Just mm, kisses. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we go into Hooligan. Yes. What do you, okay, so since I've heard this multiple times already, and you hadn't heard it yet, what mm-hmm. do you think? Uh, well, really, I didn't have too many notes about it. My main thing was that overall it was catchy. I which I'm all song. about, and my other note was that I hadn't heard it until it was added to the album. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't have too many in-depth notes about that one. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed it. I love Hooligan. Like, I loved it when it dropped. I still love it today. I feel like this should have been there instead of Do Rag Activity. 
on like yeah. actually in the album. Yeah. But I understand if you have a Travis Scott feature, you're gonna you might that, as well put it in You're going to put that album. on your album at whatever major work you're having, you're going to put exactly. that on there. You might as well, you yeah. know. Um, Can't fault him for that. Another thing I wrote was fa 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 fa. I just I think that's an amazing hook. Yeah. Or ad lib to the hook. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. He just I, don't says it. I don't know what you would even call that. Yeah. But it's so good. Uh, noises. Onomatopoeia. Yeah. yeah. Let's go with that. I don't know what it's onomatopoeia of, but uh, something. Uh, whatever. <laughs> something makes that sound. But uh, then our last song is no sense. Yes. And that was another one I put uh, simple but good. Another mellow one. Yeah. As well to add on to it which kind of which honestly it works with those added in because outside of going from 16 to the lost souls with brent fias feature most of the album is like one or two songs of one type and then one of the other yeah and then like and one or two of the other and going back and forth it's like, like it starts re- off hard and then it kind of gets more mellow and it keeps going back and forth yeah. it almost them. makes the cover at work with like how he's like sitting on a dock that's like rainbow colored yeah. i mean the, the album title too melodic blue like yeah. at first i'm like i don't really get it but now that i'm thinking about it more i'm like like i, I kind of get what yeah i like it, like the title probably it, it very well could mean nothing yeah but the, listening to the album as a whole and you know, it's getting into the themes and tones of different things. It yeah. makes sense. I wouldn't be able to describe in detail what it means. Right. But, like, it feels what he, like, the title feels what it is. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And so, like, I had, like, a, I kind of did, like, a summary thing. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, The Melodic Blue is Baby Keem's second studio album, and it is a great follow-up to his debut, Die For My Beat. This album deals with his fame and how he levels up in his conceitedness while staying true to himself and his family, including teaming up with cousin Kendrick Lamar. While the project isn't as melodic as the title suggests, he exists in his he exits his comfort zone and tries new styles with autotune and even played a part in producing every single track. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Yeah. You know, like kudos. Like I'm proud of him. Like the fact that he played a major role in the whole album gives me just it makes me excited for what he has planned in store for the rest of his career. I agree. Because, yeah. like, I didn't know anything about him until you told me about him last semester when we did the album swap yeah. with his first album. And after listening to this a couple weeks ago when it came out, I mm-hmm. had been thinking, like, I need to listen to that again. Yeah. And now especially having – because I listened to that twice yeah. before talking to you about it. And I've done the same thing here. And I think on the second go-around there was at least one song I was I liked more. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking it's now since with this album it happened like liking most songs to liking almost all of them. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to that again and yeah. very much keep track of because you may enjoy his future it. stuff. Yeah, I, I might enjoy it is, more now. I knew that there's like one or two songs on there that you just legitimately are like not bad. I just don't want to listen to it. Again. Yeah, but you know that could change. Exactly. Cause there, yeah, maybe that's what I thought about some of the more mellow songs here. And then having heard them again today, I was like, oh, you know, this, I'm, I'm liking this. Yeah, because like, like yeah, a lot of the rap I listen to is usually more, like, heavy or, like, hard or vulgar or whatever. Like, yeah. there's still some... So, so like, I guess I guess maybe that was just the mood I was in when I listened to it the first time. I had been listening to stuff like that. Yeah. So when I was hearing that, I was like, yeah, this is great. And when I got something that was a total tone shift, I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Kind of tuned out. But I today, I went in fully, like, paying attention to everything. Level-headed. Yeah, exactly. And that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, what would you rate this album? I'm not good at ratings. I think you asked me this last time. Yeah. I'm, I'm not good at ratings. Which, this is all your personal opinion, right. too. I don't want you to feel like, oh my gosh, I have to give this at least a seven to make him happy. Like, right, no. no. If you liked it, you loved it. Yeah. I mean, no, I'll, I'll give it, if I'm just going straight without thinking that much about it, I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. Yeah. That's what I get. Because there's only one song 
that I'm really not crazy about. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm usually... And especially because, like, for a lot of things, I'm usually all or nothing about some albums. Yeah. Or, or, le- or I guess, more so, like, I'll like some things here or there, but it's rare that I ever hate an entire album. Yeah. You know, for something I've, I've listened to. Except for Culture 3 by Migos. I've never listened to that, so I can't. They know my opinion on it. <laughs> I think we, actually, we talked about it last week. Okay, I think I actually heard some people talk about that, and we're like, so I think I heard my brothers talk about it because they're more into so Migos, bad. and they were just like, nah, no. So bad. Yeah, I, I just remember seeing memes about it, and that's it was funny. That's all I know about. Yeah. <laughs> um, I gave it an 8 because I feel like even the songs I really like, there's certain things that, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed, but mm. there's certain things I was expecting. But right. I still really enjoyed it. You know, like, this isn't my album of the year contender, but it's mm-hmm. still a very good album. Yes. And I've been wanting to talk about it since it dropped. Mm-hmm. And so we mentioned it a little bit during the summer recap, but I figured doing a full in-depth review is only right. Yes, I Since agree. I love it so much. Yeah. But, yeah, that's all I have. I did have a, a little uh, game-like segment real quick. Oh, boy. I was not prepared for this. Give me Four artists that you think would work well with Baby Keem. Oh, actually, I think you alluded to that earlier, and I, was, I had a feeling yeah. that's where this was going. Man, uh, that is a good question. I mean, the first one I thought of when you kind of mentioned it earlier was JPEG Mafia, but that's oh, mainly that, because that would actually be he's cool, like my favorite going still right mm-hmm. now. But especially the more that we talked in depth, or the more I've talked about it, this album and songs in depth out loud with someone else, the more I was like, yeah, he's, like, doing more things and newer things. And what better way to do that in the future to do more, like, completely different things than with Peggy? Yeah. Like, that's Cause that's what he's been doing every album he does that. Yeah, he know? always does something new. Yeah, and he's he's all yeah he's all about not staying the same the whole time exactly. and showing people he can do stuff different. So yeah. Baby Keem working with somebody like that, is would abs- I would love that. I think it would be really cool. I mean. Yeah. I don't think, has Baby Keem done anything with Denzel Curry? I don't think so. Mm-mm. That's another one, too. There are very few artists that Keem has worked with. Yeah. Well, I mean, his first, I mean, his first album came out, what, like two years ago? Yeah. yeah. He's still roughly new. Right, exactly. So, but, like, um, I mean, Denzel Curry I love, too, so I would absolutely... That's another one where it's just, like, I like this artist and this one. Yeah. So working together sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And I feel like with how hard, like, Baby Keem was going on some songs with this and going hard with Kendrick, and, you know, like you said, he doesn't usually do that all the he time. He kept up with Kendrick, of all people. You yeah, know? but having Denzel Curry, who goes hard 99% of the time, all the time, whether it's his song or somebody else's, mm-hmm. then put them two together, there's going to be too much energy. Yeah, almost. he's another artist that keeps the energy no matter what. Yeah. And I love it. Um, yeah. Those are two main ones. I know you said five, but those are two well, ones I, that came yeah. to my mind immediately. Honestly, two works. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have some, too. I, mean, I was just you, thinking. You, like, I was going to say, you, you have a I'd, more wider range of modern rap knowledge than I do. Yeah. I'm so I'd love to see what uh what other things he could do with Brent mm-hmm. or Travis. So Travis, like, yes. So I'll, I'll include like, that as one of the five. I just want to see that again, but different. Yeah. So that takes up, like, two of my spots. Yeah. Uh, he worked with Kanye on Donda. He has, oh, Yeah. He has a verse on, um, I think it's, I don't even want to ask that. Oh, praise God. That's the one. There you go. And uh, it's really good. Like that one, he literally just plays with the auto-tune for a second. A word. Like he's just like squealing at one point and then he's just like, (laughs) oh yeah. And then just goes off and I'm like, wow. Sick. So I'd like to see what he does. Like not necessarily even like collabing Mm -hmm. with Kanye, like like, verse wise, but I want to see what he would sound like on more Kanye produced songs. Yeah. Because, I mean, sampling Kanye, he sounds great. Yeah. Um, 
I like the idea of Peggy, and mm-hmm. so that instantly made me think, like, what would he sound like if he worked with um, Injury Reserve? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. I feel like if... Because that, that can be super weird. Yeah, because, like, that's five dudes right there. So yeah. sometimes it's all five of them on a song. Sometimes it's only the two, like, main rapping, rapping ones. Mm-hmm. But So that'd be cool. I want to see what he sounds like with Amine more than anything, too. Yeah. I think him and Amine would work really well together. Yeah. I, I just thought of... Because thinking of like people like someone like Denzel Curry that like has all the energy, somebody like Ski Mask. Yeah, I feel like yes. those are two different like kind of worlds of rap as well. That like, they would kind work of, together well. Yeah, like I, it's we it, like I feel like on paper it'd be like oh, it's kind of, it'd be kind of weird if they tried to like work together, but I feel like they can make it work just with the level of energy that they always keep with everything. Yes, and I feel like Ski being more lyrical than he is melodical. Yeah, would kind of cancel each other out. And yes. blend w- very well. I want that. Uh, yeah, now so there's I, my five. Uh, yeah, I really want this now. <laughs> <laughs> there's my five. I got uh, Brent, Travis, Kanye, Injury Reserve, Amine, and Ski. I got six. I yeah. cheated. Let's just combine <laughs> ours. We have like seven or eight. Uh, cool. That <laughs> yeah, works. There we go. <laughs> go team. Go team. Yeah, go us. But um, yes. But thank you for being on the episode, Jacob. No problem, man. I love doing this. I, I love, love doing it music. too. I, I, I love talk, talking about music. I was, I was say, I don't, I don't, I don't have enough people I talk music with because some people I talk to either don't care about anything new or don't like yeah. anything new, and I'm like, I, I don't want to talk to an 80 year old about music all the time. Yeah, you should know I would talk about music with you. I mean, we talk video games. Right, we talk everything. We together. talk nerd stuff. Yeah, we talk right. Everything. We talk about everything. We're, that's friendship. Yeah. If you don't like that, then <laughs> we're gonna argue with the camera. Sorry to to whoever. If you watching. don't like it, I'm. Sorry. <laughs> Not to get too aggressive or anything, right. but I apologize. <laughs> but once again, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And be sure to tune in next week because next week we're going to be making a playlist. Yeah. Hopefully. I might change my mind. <laughs> Honestly, don't be picky. <laughs> but thank you so much. And we will be back next week with Pass the Ox Live.